Hello everyone and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast episode number 168. We're a week away from the big one, Steve. This is the podcast for the week of December 7th for patrons and December 9th for everyone else. It's a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name is Steven. It's spelled with a P-H-N-A. So you'd think it's Stefan, but it's not. It's Steven. And joining me, the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Steven. So the P-H-N-E, but we say Steve... Steven and Steve, and it's not confusing for anyone. Yo, what up? CanadianGameDevs.com is, of course, supported by our amazing patrons over at Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. Back us there for Discord perks, two-day early access to the show, game key giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events, shoutouts at the end of every episode, and at the highest tier, we'll plug your work at the beginning of every episode. Like our top-tier supporter, Eric Beer. If you're interested in seeing Eric's work, and um, learning what they do and how they could maybe work with you, Steve, or someone else who would be more likely to work <laughs> with Eric. Uh, you can head on over to thebotbook.com. That's the bot, B-O-T, book.com to see their work. And yeah, check out all the stuff they're doing and more. Thank you for your support, Eric. And yeah, all of that to say, back us on Patreon for more stuff like that how you doing steve doing pretty good excellent um, it, was, uh, it was heather's birthday today so oh happy birthday heather yeah. the unofficial third official actually third right because they're on the paperwork yeah she's more official than me bro more, yeah that's true we're getting we're getting me on the <laughs> paperwork shout out to our man mr elliot cheeseman helping us out um at the top of the show i want to plug again all the indigenous supports you can contribute to to help uh the first nations on this land pushback against the police state that is trampling their treaty rights land back lane in ontario is looking for help uh, funding their legal fight against the property development being jammed across their land with the witsuitin in british columbia have uh, a go a fund me kit and um other ways to support them up on their website uh, out in bc our environmentally conscious prime minister bought a giant pipeline to ship crude oil across their territory no good mr prime minister so you can help them uh fight for the land they legally by the treaty we signed and ignored have the right to and the micmac out here in nova scotia are trying to um exercise their treaty rights to draw a moderate livelihood from fishing on their territory and they're having all their shit burned down by white people say la vie if you want to help them out all of the links are in the show notes please consider supporting and of course, watch the Indigenous Devs uh, YouTube video, which showcases work from Indigenous game developers all across the world, including friends of the show like Megan Byrne. That's also at the top of the show, show notes. And Steve, we have the final total for our Extra Life stream after mm-hmm. giving all the November patron money to the goal. I'm a little tired. Sorry, I'm just slow today. <laughs> after Absolutely. tax. No, not after tax. After everything. 1011 dollars three cents us for the iwk foundation Ooh. in halifax and sick kids in toronto what's that in canadian i should have done that conversion we're a canadian show to fifteen hundred dollars it's got to be a lot because our dollar's garbage i think our dollar is doing pretty good lately though all right it is 1293 canadian oh that's yeah. closer than i thought it would be yeah one canadian dollar is worth 78 us cents Looking Damn. at uh, looking at my little stock app, mm-hmm. it is it's gone up uh, in the last month or so. So 
I don't know what would be affecting the, the U.S. dollar so negatively. Who can say? Who knows? Um, Magic. <laughs> so, yeah. And also, at the top of the show, I want to plug, uh, we just did an interview with game dev Superwoman Jean Leggett and longtime patron. It's up now on the podcast feed and YouTube, and I'll put that at the top of the show notes as well. It was a really great conversation. I enjoyed it. Uh, Steve, how about you? Mm-hmm. I want to... Um, I should listen to it again, because I kind of forgot. Because we recorded it a couple of weeks ago, but... Jean's a great person. I always enjoy talking to her and stuff like that. So there were so many people retweeting, like Jean's good people listen to the interview. So thanks to everyone who, who retweeted the um, interview when I posted it. Nice. <sighs> good work, Steve. Let's uh, talk about some jobs. We got some careers. We would like to help people land at the Canadian game dev studios, such as Canuck play in Peterborough, Ontario. They're looking for a senior unity game developer, unity game developer, in 3D modeler of static objects, of course, hot off the heels. Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2020 on PS4 and Xbox One. Coming soon to next gen. Current gen? Uh, we did this last time I read this ad. No, oh, man. <laughs> last gen. It's out on last gen. Coming to current gen, I guess, yeah. is how you would say it. Um, so. They they want you to be at their Peterborough studio, if at all possible. And uh, they are also working on a hot new intellectual property. Um, so if you want to get on the ground floor of something probably pretty cool, you should check that out. Stormy Shore Game Studio in Paradise, Newfoundland is looking for a designer to join them. Uh, they're open to remote work as well. Uh, game designer, check that out. Hardsuit Labs in Seattle, Washington is looking for a lead game designer who can support remote work as well as the visa for the right candidate. Although you probably don't want to go to the U.S. anytime soon, so maybe take that remote work option. Um, and Sleeping Giants in Toronto is looking for a character animator rigger. If you are any of those roles, check out the jobs on our site at canadiangamedevs.com slash jobs. Mm-hmm. Also, in the show notes. News, Steve. We've got several news stories to go through today. It's a bit of a less week. Our last two episodes, we were covering two weeks worth of news, so it makes sense there'd be less this week. Also, there was... Um, actually, I guess this doesn't matter, but it was it was uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. In the American Thanksgiving, and although fake we're, Thanksgiving. Yeah, and although we're Canadian game devs, I feel like you still don't really want to announce stuff like last week when everyone's when most of the, when eighty percent of the like continent is getting drunk and eating turkey and stuff, mm-hmm. and coughing all over each other. Yeah, as one does. <laughs> as one does at Thanksgiving. Um, first bit of news: Hebroxia Two from Toronto-based. Lilymo Games is getting a physical release on PlayStation Wealth Four. Wealth based, I think so. I don't think they're oh. Toronto. I don't think he's Toronto. I think he's isn't it Toronto? I think he's more middle or is um, it a single developer? Um, yeah, I think it's one dude. Lilymo Games, Guelph, Ontario. Oh, how about that? That's really close to me. So he's, he's it's one guy, mm-hmm. but he's but I guess he's had like contractors and stuff to Barry do some Johnson other Studio then, founder. Uh, and then, like, Colin, a PlayStation fame or whatever, uh, like, bought, is, like, now co-owns the studio with them. Huh. It's a small world, Steve. It is. Um, Hibroxia 2, coming to Vita PS4. You're a big fan of Hibroxia 1, correct? Yeah, I like Hibroxia more than uh, Twin Breakers. Oh, you didn't have to say it like that, but, well, yeah. I I, I, liked, I enjoyed Twin Breakers, but I liked, I'm glad that they go the Hibroxia 2 route than the Twin mm. Breaker 2 route, is what I'm trying to mm-hmm. get at um that'll be coming out 
January, or no, sorry, pre-orders for the physical copy are live now through January 1st, and the game's trophies are already up, despite coming out next year. Yeah. That's weird. That is weird. I guess they're they're the trophy people, so check that out if you like, how would you describe it? Classic arcade uh, screen-scrolling shooter, maybe? Yeah, pretty much. And it's not like, it's not the crate, because it's the type of shooter shmup that I enjoy, where it's not like crazy stuff it's more just retro and and uh, throwback to like the classic nes style so nice i'm looking forward to this one for sure uh underdog story today steve grindstone is getting a new update the game i think it's safe to say the most robbed game in game awards history grindstone from toronto based capybara games getting a big content update live now you should give it a download it's on apple arcade it's on nintendo switch it's everywhere it's amazing and this new update is lore heavy so they're uh, building out the world and adding new stores and characters uh yeah cappy's had a, an interesting interesting year their, their studio founder left for for new adventures oh yeah and that's right i forgot about that nathan vala i think is at annapurna now the publisher of like wadham and kentucky Route zero and stuff mm. um as with all good canadian talent eventually just goes to the states to make real money uh so you can check out this new update uh, now uh, actually, I would get it on. I haven't played on Switch yet, but I assume it's just awesome on Switch with the touchscreen. Because I haven't. That's uh, play I've actually been playing Grindstone a little bit. <sighs> Ooh, what do you I'm think, like, Steve? Game level, of the mobile game of the year, twenty nineteen. Level ten or eleven, so I'm not very far. But like, I tr- this is like my third or fourth attempt trying to play it, and I'm finally I got over the hump. I don't know what it was, but now I'm actually like very much enjoying it. So I'm not going to hit up this new. Um. Like I want to, I want to complete the like main story or whatever it is, but then there's also like a daily challenges and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they added a daily um, a couple months ago. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying though. I, f- I think I finally get it. I, I think I was like, before I was like, you know, if you couldn't get like a big uh, combo or whatever, then mm-hmm. it felt like you were like losing. But it's not that doesn't really matter because it's all about your position and just killing the little ones until you can kind of get like a big combo. Yes. You're setting up the, the big run. Yeah, exactly. That's how you get the, that's how you get the stones. Yeah. The new update is called the slop house, uh, slop and house. Both O's have the two dots about it. I love that. You know, the, the two dots. Yeah, I know. The, um, I don't, I don't know what it does. Also currently there's a event called cramp Krampus time. The festival spirit has come to grindstone mountain. Gladys. The thief is a moonlighting as Krampus defeat uh gladys oh that's the thief character that steals your grindstones in every level so if you beat him well they have the krampus outfit on you get it for george your main Mm. guy Mm. grindstone's good it's underrated call of duty mobile should feel ashamed they took an award for from it check it out i should get on switch again sakuro uh beat out resident Evil 2 for game of the year in 2019 so just yeah yeah another robbed one another robbed (laughs) one another robbed although i didn't play sakuro so i was really surprised Sekiro one. Yeah, I'm looking at the because I was just I'm like I know Resident Evil two didn't win. I wonder when it what it beat it. But yeah, Sekiro Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil two, Smash Brothers mm. Ultimate, and the Outer Worlds. Oh, Outer Worlds, not Outer Wilds. No, Outer Did Worlds. Outer Wilds didn't win anything. Outer Wilds won big at the IGF Awards. You know what? Because we were talking last week about how um, Game Award Game Awards suck. stuff and how like Death Stranding didn't win Game of the Year. It mm. was nominated for 10 games, though, or 10 mm-hmm. awards. So. Yeah. 
No, it yeah. <laughs> we, we went over this last week. Check out episode one sixty seven for my rant on why the game awards. Uh, I only am so critical of the game awards because Joff's pushing so hard. Like it's the Oscars of video games when it's clearly not, and. That's like if they were like, yeah, we're just a little E three with an award show. I'd be like, oh, cool. But they're they're trying to pretend to be something else, and that's what. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Grindstone should have been nominated. Call of Duty Mobile's nominated again this year, so why can Grindstone be nominated? I know. Yeah, okay, let's doesn't make any sense. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> New game, which is a game we've talked about before. You might remember Rogue Souls, uh, which is a game we covered on the news and wish list this in the past from Tiny Titan Games in London, Ontario, has been rebranded as Ember Knights, uh, the one to four player dungeon crawling rogue light with a T. Um, they've got a whole new steam page with new key art. Um, it's the same character and the same, um, gameplay, but this rebrand was probably, uh, yeah, what well, before it was rogue souls, right? And yeah. Something like that. We were both like, that's like, take the probably SEO not optimized because rogue and souls are both incredibly popular and common like game genre names yeah so ember knights probably better idea planned release date summer 2021 hmm. you know what's in the steam page steve now gifts gifts gif uh, but uh yeah it's oh, that's uh, true it's good so uh yeah you can check that out tiny titan studios and yeah they got a, a whole trailer now steve before we only had that little like 10 seconds of gameplay so yeah i'm really um, interested in the the online co-op of this is there many online co-op um roguelites i think done no uh enter the gungeon has co-op i don't know if it's online online i think uh child of morta was one to two players um no it doesn't there's workarounds like uh it supports the that steam feature that lets you play like Mm -hmm. a couch co-op game online which i've tried it's a little finicky um but yeah this uh i don't know if it'll be online does it say online anywhere on this page it says one to four no, player online and local co-op. or sorry you talking about? it says remote play together for so I, that's the steam feature so i think that we counts using that feature as online oh uh, co-op really? that's sneaky yeah at least that's what i'm basing off the steam page i don't see anywhere else that it says like dedicated servers or anything mm. so yeah ember knights been rebranded um we wish them all the best and i'm excited to check it out would, would you play this with me, Steve, on Steam? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Excellent. They want testers, actually, as of November 3rd, so. Hey, I've, I've tested games before. There you go. There you go. Uh, Dauntless, which we're both realizing is one of the biggest Canadian games probably <laughs> on the scene right now, just yeah. got a massive new update, the Reforged update. Uh, 18 new islands to explore and defeat behemoths, a new progression system, new reforge system, as well as plenty of other goodies, and also announced the expansion of the studio to Montreal and Los Angeles, where, quote, each studio has its own new game explorations rather than any kind of transition away from Dauntless. So similar to how Respawn opened a Vancouver studio with 100 devs just to continue supporting Apex, it looks like Dauntless is opening or sorry, the Studio Phoenix Labs. Phoenix Labs. Oh, in Vancouver, interestingly enough, is opening studios in Montreal and LA to support Dauntless. And what was the player count we were kind of stunned by? I think it was, it was like a, tw- I think it said twenty five million. In the, holy moly! Like, Steve. I, so I don't know if that's concurrent players. I doubt it. I feel like maybe that's just one time players. But still, that's 
pretty freaking impressive. Um, I downloaded the update. I just sort of roamed around the like the first world or whatever, or the like the mm-hmm. the, um, the town just to see. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember even on PS4 and on Switch, like the town lagged so bad. And uh, at least on PS5, it's a lot better. But I, I haven't jumped into like the new mode or anything like that. I just sort of downloaded and just kind of looked around. You know what they did do, though? I don't know when they what did, they did do? this. One of my pet peeves is like in the Battle Pass, it wasn't possible to get enough of the premium money to pay for the next Battle Pass. Ooh. They've now changed that. with this. With I don't know when they changed it, but with this Battle Pass that came out with this new update, um, you can if you like get to like the 48th level out of 50 or whatever you will have enough to get the next battle pass so appreciate that hmm. Dauntless is now available on PS5 and Xbox Series X and it's been introducing our game to new audiences the version of Dauntless on next gen as it exists today should feel similar we do have plans to optimize game for next gen and tap into some of the more cutting edge technology on these platforms more to share next year yeah, I don't. It's not like the PS5 version, like how they did with Fortnite or whatever. It just like works. On or Warframe is like specifically optimized for PS5. Coming yeah, Series so X later. So it doesn't have that. Um, Interesting. But it does. But like you know, I I played it and it seemed to run smoother. <laughs> but I haven't played. I haven't played Dauntless uh, in a couple of months. So I don't know if that was just from before. But I remember on Switch, like it was pretty brutal. Yeah, the Switch is a tough one. The uh, I'll never forget the interview with Respawn when they asked if Titanfall Two would come to the Switch, and, and the they guy just laughed. At, <laughs> just laughed at them. And now Apex Legends. And now they have to get Apex running on Switch, and that guy's probably hating his life. Probably. No, he's, he's probably well compensated, but the, I'm sure he's trying doing. to get Apex. And the other question I have, anyone listening, if you can let me know, is Apex Legends going to be the first game developed in Source released on the Nintendo Switch? Which I'm curious about. Um, which would be its own huge challenge. So yeah, Dauntless, Monster Hunter-like, but with a more Fortnite-y ex- aesthetic, safe, fair to say, Steve? Would, would that be fair yeah. to say? Yeah. We liked it. We played, uh, we streamed it earlier this year, late last year. Um, uh, I don't remember when the hell that was. <laughs> who knows? This year's been crazy. <laughs> that could have been last right, week for all, I, for all I remember. I just remember every time we, because it's four players, right? So every time we jumped in, there was children. <laughs> children were talking to us in yes. children voices and that's okay children can play games too i won't stop them i will i want to highlight a kickstarter coming out soon from jay in saskatoon he is releasing a kickstarter for beyond the oaks third person shooter they've been active in our discord uh sharing video clips um it's an action adventure third person shooter travel to a world beyond the oaks lost in time by an ancient curse uh, the, the trailer um, isn't on their Kickstarter um, yet because the Kickstarter hasn't launched yet, but you can click a button to get notified when it goes live. But looking at the trailer in our Discord here, let me pull it up quick. Um, it's um, tight, over-the-shoulder, third-person, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, it's got... It's got oh, what, what am I trying to say here? I'd say it's got like Warframe vibes because the screen moves really fast when you take pick a direction, like like it sort of like streams in that direction, which I've noticed in Warframe the few times I've played it. Single person st- uh, team, so incredibly ambitious to do anything by yourself. Nonetheless, a, a third person 3D uh, action adventure shooter 
Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see how this game goes. Apparently, he said he's been working on it full-time for about a year, launching the Kickstarter to fund the rest of development. Um, so I assume there'll be a, a roadmap with stretch goals, and we'll be following the game on the site as that comes out. Uh, what do you think, Steve? I'm pretty excited about this. I didn't know Kickstarter did this sort of thing. Yeah, like, like a uh, build hype before even the Kickstarter launches. Yeah. Um, the, does he? Did he mention either in the Discord or anything like that? Like what cons- Like what uh, platforms? Or no, I'm scrolling through because he, he's plugged it twice now. He did one on a work in progress, and I think another one on shameless plugging. Let me find that one. Um, I assume with a single team. Oh yeah, here's the Kickstarter trailer. They shared it early. Um, it's on their exclusive on our. Oh no. Oh yeah. If if you search up Dragonfly Games on YouTube, uh, you can view the the trailer. Um, let me see at the end if they say any consoles. Like I'm assuming it's just going to be PC to start. Yeah, I assume PC to start because usually you take the resources you make off PC if it does well. What do you search? Dragonfly Heroes. Dragonfly. Here, I'll just link it to you in Discord. Um, Dragonfly Games. Dragonfly one word, and games a separate word uh i think it'll be the only, if you just search dragonfly games beyond the oaks you'll see new kickstarter trailer the character almost looks to me like isaac from um what's that horror game dead, space. dead space um and yeah it's it's smooth it's a smooth trailer i assume it's running on like a, a good pc probably but um yeah it's weird there's like weird dancing zombie like things almost like that um sons of the forest trailer mm. from the game awards last year you remember that yeah, yeah there's like a weird vocal track while these like weird zombie like finger things dance around a graveyard weird vibes um i like third person shooters steve me too i prefer I- third person to first person because i like seeing the character i'm, I'm playing as I know this has nothing to do with the game we're talking about now, but I'm very disappointed that um, Resident Evil Eight is going to be in f- first person, not third person. Okay, that's interesting though, because for horror, I prefer first person. I oh, like really? Resident Evil Seven is my like favorite Resident Evil game of the few I've played. Specifically, the VR mode for RE Seven though, like you can't really do. Well, I guess you can do third person VR, but like first person VR horror is like the way to do horror in my opinion. Is Resident Evil Eight going to have VR? I don't know. Uh, I have to get that. You can send Sony your PSVR like serial number, and they'll oh, send yeah, you yeah. the adapter to get it working with um, PS5. So I got to do that sometime soon. I did the same thing when uh, Xbox One moved up to the Series at, uh, No, Xbox One S. You could send them the serial number of your Connect and S, and they'll send you an adapter. So And the d- adapter by itself was like 150 bucks. So I'm like, I might just get it, and if I don't use it, just sell it. So I might do that for the PSVR too. Oh, look at you. I'm just making, look at me go. Making smart decisions here. I try. They'll, they just send it to you. Why not? Um, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I don't VR. Even, go ahead. Uh, I don't even have like my VR anymore, so I wasn't even going to... I kind of they're, forgot all about that like little dongle. They're working on another one. They are. Absolutely. I got to imagine. There was that patent. I got to imagine they want to get the PS5 stuff kind of under control. Dude, that that's that operating system came in hot. I, I was listening to uh, Patrick Klepek at Vice uh talk about some anonymous sources at PlayStation. Um the reason they showed the OS so late, like like a week or two before it launched, is because it wasn't done yet. Like it was coming in <laughs> really hot. And like people are having those troubles with the PS4, PS5 version of games, 
and people are having that other trouble where like if you play the ps4 version you have to like factory reset your storage and like it's one of the more buggy os's i've ever experienced yeah actually just this morning when we booted up the the ps5 it like had to rebuild the database and stuff i've had to do that two times since i got it yeah i'm like i was like did our power go Uh, out but like nope nope it's just doing that to do that Mm-hmm. anyway check out beyond the oaks on kickstarter uh you can get it notified when it goes live currently 45 people notified that's cool they, they tell you how many people yeah. um and we will be covering it on the site throughout it's good to see there's been a lot of really successful kickstarters this year there was that uh zora puzzle game there was um sea of stars the most successful mm-hmm. video game kickstarter or no canadian video game canadian kickstarter specifically game. um yeah and uh land uh the that event point and click adventure one that didn't make it, but they said they put up a steam page anyway. And they're like, we're still going to keep working on it. Um, Oh, it was that real estate one in like, you know, the one I'm talking about. I don't actually know. Uh, it was, we did it for a wish list this afterwards, but yeah, Canadians tapping into the, the Kickstarter space. Good for them. Yes. All right, Steve, I want to close out with probably the biggest Canadian gaming news of the week, maybe the year. Um, Bioware general manager, Casey Hudson, and Dragon Age producer Mark Dara at the same time have resigned from the Edmonton-based prolific RPG studio. The abrupt resignations were announced via a blog post by EA Chief Studios Officer Laura Miel, and uh, Hudson and Dara each wrote their own posts as well. Miel says they're still looking for a new general manager, but announced that Christian Daly will be replacing Dara as executive producer on the new Dragon Age. Daly is currently the studio director at Bioware Austin, uh, working on future Anthem updates. There's a quote from Miel. When I think about Bioware's future and the next generation of talent in place, I could not be more confident or optimistic. Uh, I certainly could be. Uh, As we look to the (laughs) studio's future and the projects currently under development, the next generation of Bioware talent is leading the studio forward, making some incredible games I know you'll be excited to experience in the coming years. This announcement comes... Three weeks after Hudson wrote a blog post announcing the Mass Effect Legendary Edition and Mass Effect 4 on the website, on the Bioware blog. So they probably knew at that point they were leaving. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's a, uh, I, I did a little research, put my journalism cap on for this piece on the site if people want to read it. Um, Hudson's first credited game at Bioware was a technical artist on MDK2 in 2000. Uh, Hudson Jeez. then directed Knights of the Old Republic the Mass Effect uh, original trilogy. He left the company in 2014 to work uh, with Microsoft, and then he returned as general manager of Bioware in 2017, a few months after the release of Mass Effect Andromeda. I assume that was a call he got after Andromeda bombed, and it was like, please come sort it out. He was GM for the release of one game, which was Anthem in 2019, and has now left. So his time as general manager was dealing with the Andromeda backlash and then the launch and backlash of Anthem. So probably not a fun time to manage that studio. Probably not. Dara is credited as the executive producer on Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age Dawn of the Seeker, and Dragon Age Inquisition, and as well as the director and producer of Dragon Age 2, which the Dragon Age fans in my life often say is their favorite. He was also executive producer on the currently unannounced Dragon Age product. Although, Steve, weirdly enough, when you go to the Wikipedia page for the new Dragon Age, it gives it a name. But I haven't been able to find, like, the, the credited name for the new Dragon Age at the bottom. It just links to the 
Game Awards reveal, and that trailer doesn't have any um, name in it, so I have no idea where this name came from. Let me find it quick. It's called... Oh, they gave it a name. I thought it was just uh, listed as Dragon Age 4. Oh, maybe I, maybe I was mistaken here. Dragon Age... Maybe I was looking at something else. What was I looking at? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about Dragon Age Dawn of the Seeker, which uh, I guess is like an anime. <laughs> Wait a minute. Didn't you know it existed? Yeah, like Dragon Age is only Origins, and oh, then you're right. 2, and then Inquisition. And huh. What was I looking at? I saw a tweet from Jeff, actually, that says that... Um, said something about, like, we'll see... Uh, what did he say? He said we'll see more of Dragon Age 4, but, like, yeah, wording it in a weird in a way that made it seem like are we just going to see concept art again probably uh it's um it's a mess from the outside looking in i have no inside knowledge whatsoever the end the last several years of bioware have been rough yeah uh to say the least they currently have two studios one in austin texas and one the, the main studio in edmonton yeah, it, it, Andromeda did quite poorly critically, and I liked it for what I was trying to do. It was buggy as hell, though. Anthem pretty heavily panned across the board. Um, yeah, they're still like they're, working on like it's now. It will almost be two years um, mm-hmm. from when that game released, and they're they just released like a blog post like not too long ago of just some of the changes, and it's just like. I'm like, I don't know, you guys, I feel like you missed your boat already, like, two years later, like, no one's going to care, no matter what you do, I feel like, like, No Man's Sky had, like, three or four updates, like, within the first year and a bit. Um, I found it, Steve. If you go to, it's specifically the Wikipedia page, List of Bioware Games, they call it Dragon Age colon The Dread Wolf Rises, and the citation is just the trailer from the Game Awards. So I think someone just edited that, and, like, I have no idea where that name came from, but... um, Oh, yeah, the Dread, um... That That name makes sense because in the trailer, the like big concept art is like this big wolf coming out of the ground. So yeah, the dread wolf is something in, in the dragon age lore. I forget, I forget exactly what it is, but yeah, I was just scrolling through this, this art. I was like, wait, that's the name of it. And I, and there's the, like the citations aren't um, like the, the link is to the verge article about the trailer and in the verge article, they don't say what happens if you just Google so oh, you the, know what? It's it's written in the very... Oh, wait. Hold on. <clears throat> let me see. So on the dragonage.fandom.com, the wiki, mm-hmm. dra- the Dreadwolf Rises is currently working title for the fourth installment Dragon Age video game. Where it says the current working title, it says confirmation needed. <laughs> mm, yeah, confirmation <laughs> needed. Um, I want to read a quote from Mark Dara. He says, Bioware has always been about telling emotional stories through characters. We have wandered away from this central guiding pillar, but I am confident that the next Dragon Age will show that we remain committed to this kind of game. We still have a lot to show you. That quote um, is important to me because I think that's the only person from Bioware I've heard go like, Bioware's losing what made their earlier games great. Hmm. Um, We have wandered away from this central guiding pillar. And... Maybe that speaks to some of the reasons Dara's leaving. I don't know. Um, but he, uh, I mean, of course you have to say this. But he says, I'm confident the next Dragon Age will show you that we remain committed to this kind of game, even though we is not him anymore. Uh, 
so yeah, that was a, that was a, a key acknowledgement of I think a lot of people's issue with Bioware and qualms with their recent output. Um, oh, so the Dreadwolf is like the Loki equivalent in Dragon Age lore. Like he's the trickster oh, god okay. or whatever. Okay, okay. And I guess he's hinted at at the end of Dragon Age Inquisition, but I fucking don't remember that <laughs> at all. He's so. like main front and center of that teaser trailer. Yeah. Uh, as we reported earlier this year, Steve, uh, EA CFO Blake Jorgensen said that they're aiming to have Dragon Age out. I, I misquoted it when we talked about it a few weeks ago. They are hoping between Q1 2021 and Q1 2022, which is April, uh, their their quarter their year ends in March. Mm-hmm. So allegedly, Dragon Age 4 will be out sometime before April 2022. But who knows? Um, (laughs) i'll be dead you might be dead who knows i will most certainly be dead and uh yeah so tough times at bioware um the montreal studio got canned after andromeda um the lead on anthem is getting pulled to take over dragon age now so that's a shakeup at anthem which is trying to do that big beyond update Hmm. yeah i don't know what are your thoughts um yeah i don't like definitely trouble in Bioware like they were probably one of the most revered and loved companies leading up to I guess it kind of all started with Mass Effect 3 the ending right people oh people blew that out of proportion Mass Effect 3 is still I think like like people like that game they just really hate the ending and that became the story Mm. I didn't play it so I I just remember like people getting mad or whatever and I I was like I don't even know but Mm -hmm. I think that kind of started the sort of like I think it's like always they don't blame Bioware they blame EA type of thing. Everyone blames EA. <laughs> I blame EA because it's very clearly like Bioware got big off their early CRPG stuff. Um, Night Steel Republic is I've never heard anyone complain about that game. I, everyone I know who played that game loves it. Yeah. Um, they worked on Baldur's Gate and stuff like these revered RPGs. Um, got acquired by EA. Um, did a couple more Dragon Age, a couple more Mass Effects, and then just slowly have been just losing their their the beloved. But the fans of Dragon Age are some of the most passionate people <laughs> with Twitter accounts. Like, yeah, they are crazy about that game, and I don't know if it's enough people to save them for Dragon Age Four, but it'll be a lot of people deeply invested in that game. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's quit. Put a quick pause because Sophia is crying. I should tend put in a pause. Put a pause. Don't actually pause the recording. Okay, no, I'm just going to mute me. Cool. That's it for the news this week. All our love to all the developers at Bioware who are having this shaky leadership and uh, tumultuous few years trying to do their jobs. And uh, we have some Bioware developers in the Discord who's been lovely to see them get get jobs at Dream Dream Studio that they want to work with. So that's been cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve, it's time for Wishlist This. This segment, for those who don't know, is inspired by Steve and Brett's Rest in Peace frequent wishlisting of games while we were talking about them. So I was like, hey... 
why not just pick three Canadian games for everyone to wishlist every week? Because we all know the wishlists are key to a game's success on the heavily crowded Steam storefront, as well as uh, other places. We, we've bent the rules a little in the past, but this is a, a triple Steam threat this week. So, first game I want to highlight for you, Steve, is Doomsday Room by Doubleton Studio in Montreal, Quebec. We streamed their game Breacher Story earlier this year on twitch.tv. Oh, yeah. I was pretty uh, interested in that game because it um, served a, uh, an educational purpose as well, uh, teaching people about how hackers get into phones and your information and that's kind of like a a very simple game to grasp mechanically it's just a like a kind of story driven click and option game but you learn a lot i learned a lot in like the hour or so i played it on stream about different terms that hackers use and uh it got me to add two-factor authentication on all my stuff and changed a couple of passwords so this new game is quote a fictional geopolitical game set during a fictional cold war I've been playing a lot of Cold War, so I'm in a Cold War move. Uh, Doomsday Room has a great art style. Uh, I love that. Like, ah, man. I, again, Steve. One day I'll get good at describing art. I'm not today. It's 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 a it's a 2D stylized. Um, did anyone play Counter Spy? That other game set during the Cold War. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like. Yeah, okay, that's the vibe I'm getting. There's a big um, world map with, like, DEFCON 2 in the corner, and all the United Nations are around uh, a table trying to decide what to do. It looks like another game with a lot of, um, like, point-and-click adventures. Like, I'm looking at um, a decision here. We want stronger global anti-piracy measures. Do I draft new anti-piracy measures or consider the issue regional? Uh, we've got character stills who come up and talk to you. There's like a science guy trying to tell me that we've been secretly tracking Norland's space program. And that new information, I think, will help you in some way. The map changes as you get progress through. We're at DEFCON 5, and you can see different nukes that we've identified around the map. Um, please select a secular or a sector for nuclear testing. Um, yeah, what do you think, Steve? It's looking pretty sweet. I'm just reading kind of the... In Doomsday Room, you are a representative of Borealia, one of the seven nations who control the world. Using your insight and decision-making skills, you will weigh in on different scenarios, which in turn will affect global world stability. Prevent nuclear war for 40 years, stockpile nuclear warheads, and use them as a deterrent. Cripple your rival's advancements with internal wars and conflicts. Uh, Plan a coup or help overtake a government and more. Turn-based, single-player, fictional, choice-driven simulator. I like how That's a pretty the first objective is prevent nuclear war for 40 years. Yeah, after that, everyone can <laughs> After that, don't even worry about it. You're old. You'll just... Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Planned release date, January 1st, but it is on Steam right now. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I'm liking it. Mm, Looks pretty sweet. Good style, right? Good style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything about I gotta it. ask, Steve, is Doomsday Room from Doubleton in Montreal on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Any last-minute thoughts? No, I think, I think it's just like a pretty unique style looking game, unique like story, um, unique type of game. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like a little bit of a risk as well. Like it looks mm. like you might be because it says uh, Planet Cooper help overtake the government. So I feel like there's going to be you know choices for sabotage and choices for alliances and stuff like that. So I'm interested. Yeah, I'm liking it. I love I love the Cold War as a setting is one of my favorites. We were so close to winning, Steve, but we'll get him next time. Interesting uh, that there's a piece of land in like the very north part. I guess like that's because it doesn't have Antarctica, but it does have like a land for North America or nor, um, 
North Pole. They got nukes up there, don't they? Like they're they're in the ice, maybe ground. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I assume there's like you know when the when the when the icebergs melt in the next mm-hmm. you know couple months mm-hmm. that a nuke will just sort of show up. One of Hitler's mm-hmm. old nukes, and he'll just come back. And I mean, he's waiting for that. Um, Probably. I remember watching a conspiracy Netflix thing, and there was actually like conspiracy that Hitler had fled to uh, the Antarctica <laughs> and had like a Nazi base in the Antarctica. That's rough. That's a tough one. Uh, Bo- Borealia, the nation you're in charge of, is like Canada, but we we kept Alaska. Oh, and I guess we have <laughs> Greenland and Iceland. It seems <laughs> like we have like kind of New York and like sort of. Mid- oh yeah, it dips down a bit. In yeah. Instance. Interesting. Interesting. <sighs> We took All the right. cold places. I was like, well, take your cold northeastern cities too. Don't worry. <laughs> Next game today on Wishlist This. We covered it on the news when it was announced, but we want to highlight it here on Wishlist This. Rocket Rumble by Pixel Knots Games. Disclaimer, patron of the site. In St. Catharines, Ontario. It's releasing TBD 2021. They're accepting beta testers, and they're in their Discord, which you should go join, as I am. Quote, Rocket Rumble is the racing party game combining the best parts of combat racing and fast-paced action fighting games. Rocket Rumble is a two-to-four player party game where a charming cast of animals and rocket suits smash and bash their way across the finish line. Sign up now for the beta. We talked about this a bit when we covered it on the news, but I'm very impressed. Uh, The animation is tight. The trailer is gorgeous. Corgi dropped into a mech, launched onto the racetrack, smashing into other cute animals in mechs. Um, this is going to be a big one, Steve. I, I think this one has, has what it takes. You know what Potential. I mean? It's obviously using a lot of what they learned from terminal orbit in the movement of the characters, but now making it into a competitive, um, like, uh, in terminal orbit, you're, you're kind of, it's like a single player, like a space racer almost, but this mm-hmm. is on a track with other characters and items like Mario Kart almost. Um, it's like, it's so smooth. Like even for beta, like, um, the gameplay in the trailer is crisp and gorgeous and I love it. And there's no gifts in the steam description, but that's okay. They have time from a cast of eight furry and feathered. They do have time, uh, jazz up your characters with tons of accessories and custom paint jobs. Excellent. What do you think of rocket rumble? Yeah. I'm like, I liked, uh, I really enjoyed, um, lost orbit too and it does have that similar vibe but just with the competitiveness to it and mm. of course it's cute with all the dogs and, and stuff like that the art's really good i'm liking it um it says uh approximately how long will you have to how long will this game be in early access q2 2021 is when they plan so i i don't because it says planned release date coming 2021 but is that launching fully or in early access mm. wait a minute Mm. that's a good point it's not very clear because they have they have a beta you can get into through their discord or sign up on their site so i don't know if the beta is ongoing right now but yeah they might be just doing beta stuff now and then it's coming out in 2021 q2 q2 is like like march or april to july or something right yeah okay april may june okay okay um i should sign i think i did sign up for the beta but i should like get into it um it looks so cool, Steve. I, we should play this with some people on the Discord. No. I have to ask, Steve, is Rocket Rumble from Pixelnaut Games in St. Catharines, Ontario on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. It was before, though, so it's just... Oh, okay. Well, I'll play it. <laughs> Last game today on wish list. This 
Game Dev Masters from Ryan Saunders in Canada. He posted this in our Discord on the Shameless Plugin channel, so I found it and added it. Releasing early 2021, quote, In Game Dev Masters, you are teleported to an alternate universe to prove your game design mastery. You will need to make critical decisions about how to grow your company and staff. Use logic combined with a plethora of player options to create the number one AAA game studio of all time. And then get bought by EA and watch it all go to hell. <laughs> no, that's not there. <clears throat> uh, I'm a big fan of these types of games. I love Game Dev Tycoon. And we looked at that other sort of uh, project manager game type. Uh, same also developed in Western Canada. Earlier on a different episode of Wishlist This. This is more like uh, like um, where Game Dev Tycoon is sort of like a, a isometric 2D simple art style. This is like 3D assets. You're you're managing like a studio that um, has a bunch of cubicles and space. And there's like a, a the command center you've got um, where you're making choices about different features to include, different conventions to book and pay for versus the return on like interest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, and then you're, it looks like you're acquiring other studios. Um, yeah, you know, on this last screenshot, one of the features is uh, 15 AI companies which you can buy sell stock for. So interesting, yearly up. awards, beautiful 3D environments, multiple leaderboards to try and dominate. Mm, so it's gonna be an online element. Real review lines from known reviewers. Excellent. Oh, we should uh, try to get in there. <laughs> planned release date early 2021. Uh, why early access quote as a solo developer i need to make use of player feedback and data to complete this game this game provides an overwhelming amount of player options and it will take time to ensure a good and balanced design before moving into release how long i want to make the best experience possible ideally three to six months i have several things i plan to accomplish then i would like to release version 1.0 but i will listen to my community if they feel changes are needed before then good good work ryan uh Mm -hmm. what do you think steve yeah, I also like uh, Game Dev Tycoon. thought it was always pretty fun. Um, I think it was pretty cool. Good on him being a solo dev, too. I think there's actually like quite a, quite some good stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, yeah. I, I like these I'm excited to dive into this. So. Yeah. Uh, that said, Steve, is Game Dev Masters from Ryan Saunders on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. That is it for Wish List This for this week episode number 168 if you want to get your name on this segment please send it to us any way possible contact canagamedevs.com um i sometimes tweet out looking for it so follow at canada game devs or just jump in our discord and post it there i'm always skimming for canadian content to include let's talk about uh some discussions we had on discord this week steve uh you had a little discussion about rpg mechanics in games what did you what did you come away with from that because uh, I think Dragon Slumber was mm-hmm. just kind of saying, like Doom and a few other games, kind of throwing these like, you know, numbers or whatever RPG mechanics to sort of just, <clears throat> I guess, aid in in the difficulty. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easier to kind of scale that sort of difficulty. Um, and I was just like, I like RPG mechanics, and but I know some people kind of don't. They rather have like a cleaner, like more like simpler approach i'm one of those sort of people like, too yeah like sort of have the same about roguelites so like where it's just like you gotta throw some rpg stuff in there for me because i'm not gonna like you know um what's the start what's the start don't starve like i can't 
I just can't play. You can't it. And restart like, every single time from nothing. Yeah, exactly. And Binding of Isaac and all these other things. Like I gotta get some RPG stuff in there, like you know, mm. Rogue Legacy and Child of Morta and, and and things like that. Um, but it's just, I think, I think he was saying like there seems to be an increase in these like RPG mechanics. Assassin's yes. Creed, Assassin's Creed went RPG. God of War went RPG. Doom kind of went RPG. Mm-hmm. These games that were traditional, like God of War, was straight up just an action slasher, just mash square and triangle. Watch the times twenty, times thirty, and the bottom go up. And then God of War twenty eighteen was like, what if? None of that was there anymore. And it was just an <laughs> RPG with a skill tree and items with different stat boosts and menus and menus. And Assassin's Creed did the similar switch with Origins. Yeah, Origins. And yeah. Doom is getting into that even more so in Eternal. Like, there's a huge skill tree in Eternal and lots I of I didn't different. know that. I, I haven't played Eternal yet, so. Um, but yeah, so all of these... And it's, it's a trend that uh, we were observing in the Discord. And I think it's obviously because those are popular and... Assassin's Creed Valhalla was the biggest launch of any Assassin's Creed game ever. So like it's working um, in the sense that these games are doing well, but for people who don't really like that, like me, it's kind of turning me off these games. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Um, Yeah. I think I'm in a minority and I think the majority are liking that. Yeah. I think for me, it's just like, I like RPGs and I just, I, grown up playing so many of them so like you throw that mm-hmm. into games like i just get kind of happier though i will say i just finished foregone mm-hmm. and i kind of wish it didn't have the rpg stuff mm. in it because i feel like it, it's just like a such a smoother like it, it's such a smooth kind of action platform sort of like guacamelee which doesn't have it has a skill tree, but it's really simple. Like it's you just go really, yeah, it's really simple. Yeah. And you don't like level up stuff. Like in Foregone, you don't really level up yourself, but you do level mm. up your skills and your, cause it also has a skill tree that's bigger mm-hmm. and, um, and your abilities and you get like gear, which you just very, you just swap in and out. Like it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I wouldn't say it's not necessarily true all the time, but like Assassin's Creed origins was my favorite Assassin's Creed and, and things like that. I, t- I tend to, definitely do like those games more the more kind of rpg stuff you throw in there mm-hmm. yeah i yeah i'm uh we're, we're two very different players and the rpg stuff getting injected into these series that didn't have it um is working very differently for us and dragon slumber as well not very hot on doom eternal for some of those reasons yeah but yeah i, that's I will a, say too because resident evil 2 one of my favorite games is doesn't have RPG mechanics in it. Like you do kind of upgrade your weapons, I guess you can yeah, find but them, that's but that yeah, that's very minimal. Yeah. Um but there is like for Resident Evil Revelations one and two, there was like a raid mode which was like an RPG and I was mad addicted to it, especially in Revelations <laughs> one. It was awesome. You would just you you had a, your own level, you would level up, you I don't think I had a skill tree, but you get new weapons and stuff like that. I loved it. So I wouldn't mind if games kinda of take that approach where For the multiplayer, there's yeah. No- RPG yeah. elements. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Call and like you see these multiplayer games now too, like Call of Duty and all these things. They didn't have multiple. They didn't have RPG stuff in it before. And now they do. So, is there RPG stuff in Call of Duty? Well, you get like you get new perks and all that shit. That was yes. That wasn't a thing like ten years ago. Yeah, since Modern Warfare Two, you've been unlocking perks and stuff. Yeah. Anywho, we also talked in the Discord about Cyberpunk, which is releasing this week allegedly i'll believe it when i see it uh as of this recording um 
Saturday, December 12th. It is scheduled to release Thursday, December 10th, so we'll see. Uh, uh, lots of people are super excited. Dragon Slumber was also excited. Quote, I cannot wait. Well, I can and I am. Uh, Aaron said, I'm not at that level, but I am interested in reviews. Can definitely sway me. And you said, Steve, I'm assuming the gamer response to Cyberpunk will be a fucking gong show, of which I think is the best way to put it. And uh, I shared this I shared this uh, list uh, someone made, some entrepreneur on the internet, of everything that's released since Cyberpunk was announced. Cyberpunk was revealed as like sort of an animated image of like the woman kneeling in the street and the guy putting a gun to the back of her head. Um since that announcement of Cyberpunk 2077, which was the name when it was announced, there have been two Resident Evil remakes, two The Last of Us games, two Rockstar Open World games, three Gears of War, two Dark Souls, 11 Call of Duties, nine <laughs> Assassin's Creeds. You made the observation that four Naughty Dog games, which you know how long it takes Naughty Dog to make a game. Yeah. I guess five, actually five, uh, technically, because there's um, Golden Abyss, Lost Legacy, four, Last of Us 1, Last of Us 2, but uh, Golden Abyss wasn't uh, yeah. Naughty Dog. Oh, wait, Lost like Right, right, right. You're right. Um, Final Fantasy 13 became Final Fantasy 15 and released. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, the announcement and launch of Shenmue 3 and Final Fantasy 7 Remake. That is crazy. The Ouya was kickstarted, released, and died in the time between two World Cups uh, five Star Wars movies. Crash came back with a remastered trilogy, a racing spinoff, and Crash 4. Six Yakuza games. Two Popes. Two <laughs> Spider-Man reboots in theaters. Three if you count Spider-Verse. Three Avengers movies. The death of the Wii U and the launch of the Switch. All right, Steve. The launch of the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5. Stadia's <laughs> launch... <laughs> Uh, Shinge no Kyojin was in its first season and will be completely over before Cyberpunk launches, which I guess is this weekend. And Skyrim was ported to fridges. I never saw the Skyrim in the fridge stuff. I saw the Skyrim Alexa one, but I didn't see... Uh... Steve, this game cannot live up to the hype. It, it just can't. No, and... I mean, I haven't really been following this game. I don't really care about it. I might pick it up, like... I don't know. Just wait for the next gen version. Just wait for the next gen. Version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I won't. I won't pick it up on on PS4. Um, I'll get the PS like I'll get the next gen PS5 box mm-hmm. or whatever. But I don't know. It's just whatever. Like what? I can't even tell you what this game is about. <laughs> I've barely been paying attention to it. The marketing I've seen on my Instagram and on um, uh, Facebook has been pushing it as like a really high octane action shooter. Like people like. But it's shooting not, out of cars and yeah, like, Kinu's, but it's not like, that right. Like, no, it's 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 got a lot of character, um, narrative and RPG elements, and like it's it's based on the like Night City Wire things, like the heavy octane gun shootout sword fighting down hallways won't be as like, <laughs> the core thing you're doing. It'll be this sort of adventure RPG through this cyberpunk world. The reason I'm not too interested in it is i don't trust cyberpunk as a or cd project right as a company to handle the punk genre like like cyberpunk isn't supposed to be cool like the original conceit of cyberpunk as i understand it from like the original writers of the rpg and some of the sci-fi 
or some of the, the written uh, cyberpunk is it's a warning. Like it's like shit's going to get really, really bad as corporations essentially become countries. And we're seeing that with Amazon and the fact that the social media team for this game, and there's a great polygon article this week, just sort of tracking the last four years of cyberpunk's Twitter presence where they're like, tweeting jokes back and forth with elon musk like like elon musk should be the villain in a cyberpunk game you know (laughs) but like they're they're trying to lean into this like like the the elon musk fan base of weird freaks on twitter and cyberpunk's fan base of weird freaks on twitter is essentially a venn diagram of one circle and like the fact that they're leaning into that so much and they actually i didn't remember they fired one of their uh social media marketing persons after just a slew of fuck-ups like they were tweet. They were replying to people who were tweeting at the can, like, "Oh, did you just assume my gender?" Lol, lol, lol. Yeah. And uh, they I had, uh, um, they tweeted a, a tombstone that just said "Games Criticism" on it, and the date of death was like the first day of Gamergate. <laughs> just like, like they were going for the, um, what's the word? Like the edgiest of edgy gamers, and if that's who they're positioning this to and that's who they want to be most interested in this game, I don't trust this game to handle its source material well at all or be something I at all am interested in or care about. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's... I, I just, like, I didn't really play The Witcher. Like, I, mm-hmm. I tried to get into The Witcher quite a bit and I just never could and didn't mm-hmm. enjoy it and the cyberpunk, like, genre, like, I don't even... I, I don't even think I've ever seen anything cyberpunk like is uh with uh oh, like what was blade it? runner yeah i was gonna say like, blade runner is maybe the only thing that i've ever seen that's like that sort of thing so I, it's just mm-hmm. a genre that i don't care about it's a game now that is just like shoved in my face at every goddamn Everywhere. place that i'm just so tired of it. i don't want to see it anymore so i'm just i'm like oh, maybe it watches I'm, the day of the game award steve maybe when ps5 comes out like the version i'll play it mm-hmm. but I'm not super excited about mm. it. I hear a Sophia. We should, we should yeah. motor along. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's quickly talk about what we've been playing. Um, oh, all oh, for events. I want to plug unity club by DMG. It's happening Monday, December 14th, a week from today for patrons, uh, five days now from everyone else, uh, get together, talk about unity project, or just listen to other people learn designing techniques, challenges, and more. And dirty rectangles is happening Wednesday, December 9th at eight 30, twitch.tv slash dirty rectangles. Cool talks. What have you been playing this past week, Steve? Uh, so yeah, I beat Forgone. Um, mm-hmm. You talked about it a bit, but you you wish it didn't have as many RPG elements, and the ending was super tough for you. Oh, the last boss was really really tough, <laughs> and you got to beat it twice to get the platinum. I think I'm, I don't think I'm gonna do that because you got to get a bunch of secrets and stuff, and it's a little bit Metroidvania in that some of the secrets you couldn't get before. Mm. Um, but it's like kind of like Guacamole. Yeah, it is linear though, so you can go back to these worlds and stuff. But okay. I don't know. I, I kind of I just like plow through it this this evening and uh, enjoy it. It's good. I think you should pick it up. Um, it kind of makes me want to play Dead Soul or Dead. What is it? Dead Cells. Dead Cells. I'll try it. I know it's different genres. Like it's a it's not a roguelike. The, the, like Foregone. Oh, a, Dead Cells. Oh yeah, Foregone's not a roguelike. Yeah. Yeah, rogue rogue for, yeah. light. Foregone <laughs> is like a linear story driven game. Like action platformer. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. It kind of gives me guacamole feel, to be perfectly honest. Like the ba- like the battling is like combo heavy and and mm. very dodgy. Juggling enemies. Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 I think you'd I think you'd like it. I think um, I would too. I should check it out. And I have been playing Grindstone. Yes. I don't have much to say about it, but <laughs> like, your phone. 
best mobile game ever made. Um, and then Worms Rumble. I, I, uh, PS Plus game for the I, month. Yeah, I downloaded it, and uh, I've a, I have a long history with Worms, and I enjoy I enjoyed it back in the day. It's not traditional Worms. It's not. No, it's like this weird Smash Brothers Battle Royale Worms okay. game. Um, it's pretty. I like traditional Worms. I, I do too. Um, it's okay. I just don't think it has enough depth to it okay. and enough kind of there to sustain it. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the you know the two or three hours I've played of it, I'm kind of like okay. I feel like I've seen everything this game has to offer. Don't get I've, sick of it yet. We should we should play it. Yeah, I'll keep it and I'll play it more. There's a few more trophies I'm pretty close to getting, so I'll keep it um, and see how the game like evolves or whatever. Mm-hmm. But kind of like how Fall Guys, like I played a lot of that, and now I've just I'll never play it again because yeah, I've, I've seen everything about Fall Guys, like sort of Worms Rumble. Although that time came way sooner. <laughs> mm. Did you play any of season two of Fall Guys with all the the night and castle stuff? <laughs> no, I played maybe like an hour. And I only got like one or two new levels, and I was like, eh. And then I saw there was only yeah. like four new levels, and I was like, eh, I'm done. The the playlists are nice. You can choose whether you want to play like just um, the non team ones or the team ones, which is something me and my friend do play a lot. Really appreciate it. And you drop with your friends now in the, the the screen, which is a little nice touch. Unless they do some sort of mode where you can win easily because because <laughs> you're on a team or something like that, then I probably won't because uh, the, the one trophy. trophy. Yeah, yeah, I have five trophies left and I'm never going to get that win five in a row. So, ah, well. Demon Souls, talk to me, Steve. Uh, have you been playing this? Yes. Um, it's really good. <laughs> like It's gorgeous. I haven't played too many... I played Dark Souls, maybe half of Dark Souls, and I beat Bloodborne. That's pretty much my entire Dude, experience. Did Bloodborne? Oh, that was my favorite one. Yeah, um, that's been my experience with these type of games. But Demon Souls is damn good, and what I really like is that you can jump. Like the levels are disjointed, and you can kind of jump in and out of them. Mm-hmm. And because it just loads so fast, you don't. I don't mind doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ooh. Like I feel like this on PS3 my, uh, to do this. Hold on, oh. hold on. We're gonna. I'm getting a fire alarm. No. Um. Oh, someone pulled the fire alarm. So that's going to be an abrupt end. Do you want to just... Uh, I'll record. I have to go outside. There's a fire alarm. All right, yeah. Don't don't die. Um. All right. Um. Let's should stop we wrap the this, recording. Should we just wrap this up tomorrow? 24 hours later. All right, everyone. Sorry about that delay. We are now one day after we started recording because we were recording late last night and I had my fire alarm in my building go off, so I had to go stand out in the rain for a while, and that was fun. Oh, it was raining? Oh, that's brutal. It was like sideways rain too. Got that Atlantic rain. That's um, garbage. But yeah, Steve, some playing some good Canadian games and Demon Souls. And I have been playing a game on Game Pass with someone in our Discord, Tetris Effect Connected, Steve. I don't know if you're familiar with this is an Xbox exclusive uh remaster, new updated version of Tetris Effect. Mm-hmm. And it has a co op mode, which is going down in right now as my favorite moment in any video game in 2020 so far in this co-op mode i didn't know anything about it demon uh, not demon souls fucking dragon slumber in our discord was like hey let's play some of the co-op i was like oh sick so it's 3v1 the one is the, like the ai computer and it was me dragon slumber and uh, an ai on our team and you're all playing trying to get a high score clear lines get tetrises and then the ai will like do things to mess you up we're like all three of our screens are beside each other mm-hmm. and then um it'll like push the bottom four rows of the person on my right onto mine and then like shuffle everyone over and like things like that but 
periodically, once you hit a certain score point, you all merge your screens together, and then you're oh playing on one screen, but you take turns dropping a piece. So I'll see like a faded out outline of where of my next piece, and I can move it around and get it set up. But I have to wait for the person before me to drop theirs in order. And we got to a point where we were in such a flow where like it was like drop, 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 drop. And we were like, I was in position with the next piece. And you try to like fill the whole screen. Lines don't disappear. You just try and like fill it as much as possible. Yeah. And Steve, it was so cool. Like I love Tetris. I've played dozens of versions of Tetris at this point. Tetris Effect Connected on Game Pass. Probably my favorite version of Tetris. So it's like ever. I love it. Um, so yeah, that is, was that. That's like my fa- like thing that happened in a game this year to me. Is that is that update coming to PS uh, like the PS4 version or? I don't know. Tetris Effect Connected content. I still have it. Tetris Effect is actually one of the few PS4 games I kept when I traded all my shit into <coughs> into EB Games. This is from TetrisEffect.com. Um, uh, will the connected multiplayer expansion come to PS4, Epic Games, or the Oculus Quest versions? Yes, uh, we will release in summer of 2021. Mm. All right, I'll, I'll wait. Well, I so, guess it's on Game Pass, but still, I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, if you want to download it on your Series S and play with us, because it would be really cool to play with three humans. The AI would sometimes like mess up where they put it, and we would both get kind of frustrated, but... It's awesome. Right. This How is many my players favorite. is up to? Um, three, uh, three players. Okay. Yeah, so you, it's three players versus one AI computer that's messing with you. That's pretty sick. Dude, it's, like, I was so, like, I was actually, like, giddy, which is, like, it just happened, and I was like, no way, and we were, like, we got we got so quickly into that flow of, like, lining up our next piece, like, dropping it really fast, and we'd fill up the whole screen. It just felt the best. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what... What Tetris 99 did for me like two or three years ago, where I was like, oh, this is the best competitive feel for Tetris ever. Like when you're just doing a one-on-one score attack, it's like very clear, like closer to the end, who's going to win or not. Like someone messes up and then the other person just plays till they mess up. In Tetris 99, it's like, this is as to the wire and competitive as Tetris gets. Yeah. But I I've didn't... never played cooperative Tetris like this. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I have either. I never really got into Tetris 99. I didn't really... Um... I haven't really got it any of their, like, because uh, they did a Super Mario one too, right? Mario 35, and I don't yeah. like that one. Yeah, but, I mean, this sounds awesome. Maybe I will mm. download it. I, You're right. I don't think I have played, like, a Tetris co-op <laughs> game right? before. Like, that, like, it seems so obvious now that I've played it. Like, oh, yeah, put all the screens together. Play it once. But they did that. And in retrospect, everything's obvious. But it's so cool. And I love, if anyone wants to play Tetris Effect with us, Dragon Sullivan and I are going to play again. We need a third. And... Even if uh, you've never played Tetris Effect before, even the single player um, is really good. The Tetris Effect, for those of you who don't know, is this psychology term for people who got really addicted to Tetris would see it uh, as they fell asleep, and it would be like part of their dreams. I actually, and, I actually felt like that. Like I, I forget what summer it was. It was a summer that I lived in once, like when I was in high school, and mm-hmm. I had my old Game Boy and like that OG Tetris. And I literally, I think I was, I was working like the night shift a lot. So a lot of my friends were working like during the day. So I didn't really like have much to do during the day. And I just played Tetris all the time. And yes. I, and I felt it like I could see the pieces and stuff like that. Like I, I totally believed like that study or whatever. Like, cause I, I feel like I lived it because <laughs> I, I actually, remember just like putting I, everything together and seeing that stuff in my dreams and whatnot. 
I had that as a kid with Tetris. Um, there was a Tetris Facebook game where you could um, send scores back and forth. And, and like as a kid playing that, I would have that as I went to sleep. And then I had it again with Grindstone when I was like deep into Grindstone, like finishing that. Like at the end of the night, I would lie down, close my eyes, and I would just see like paths and, and like red, <laughs> blue, and green. I'm like, whoa. And like I would wake up and, like I dreamt about Grindstone last night. Like, like just moving my finger across the screen, creating the path in Grindstone. Did like, you um did you play the witness? Uh, I did. I wasn't you know a big how, fan. Um, you know how you like connect the thing like it's always like a circle and then you kind of yeah, create yeah. a line or whatever. There it's was like a sub puzzles. Yeah, there was like a subreddit that like kind of found real world stuff like that where it would like take some circle and some sign or something and then connect it to like <laughs> a, a railing on a house or something like that because it, it's all about the positioning in that game. It's perspective, uh, yeah. 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 It's cool. Uh, Tetris Effect is great. I recommend it. Um, still been playing some Cold War. It's great. Well, it's mechanically <laughs> stripped away from all the context of the game. A very tight shooter. In yeah. the context of the game, it's disgusting, gross propaganda, and I would never buy it new. Um, and Didn't you buy it? To, oh, you bought it off Facebook, right? Yeah. And if anyone wants to carry me through some more multiplayer trophies, I'm always open. Do you know if you can cross-play xbox one with ps5 yes sick so it's my a, my sister-in-law yeah. reached out and asked like what game she should get um my brother mm. so we were talking about that and i was like oh i think i could actually like play with them oh yeah i, I played a, i played a game of zombies my friend chris was on ps4 i was on ps5 my friend sean was on pc and my other friend was on xbox series x and we were all playing well like crazy. the future of gaming is amazing steve <laughs> <laughs> the future is now um, but yeah, Tetris Effect, my big highlight of the week, and uh, I probably played something else. I should have written it down. Didn't you, didn't you play more. Canadian games? Come on. I feel like I did. I played Apex. Played some Apex dailies. That doesn't count. <laughs> you play Apex um, every day. I do. You got to get those dailies. And they, they, re, they retooled the Battle Pass now, but I probably oh, still won't buy it. Yeah, you, get, you earn a lot more now, and they took out some challenges that were really tough. But um, That's good. Yeah. Anywho, that's it for what we've been playing, and that's it. For this episode, number 168 of the com podcast, once again, please check out our interview with Jean Leggett. I listened to it today while I was cleaning up the apartment, and it was a really great talk, and I appreciated her perspective on the Canadian game dev scene, especially in Toronto, that she feels has never really been open to her, and she's gotten more offers to give talks and workshops mm-hmm. in Australia than she has in her own backyard, which is... Yeah, I was, I was surprised to hear that. <laughs> that's... Yeah. Come on, Toronto. Sort yourself out. Um, and we also talked a lot about um, her work trying to make game um, creation more accessible through the engine they're making with her and her husband. And yeah, it, and uh, it's funny too. I didn't. I, I always listen back, and you're funny. I'm funny. Jeanette Jean's funny. It's it's funny. And yeah, check that out. It's in the feed. Should be the last episode or thing in the feed before this one. And if you want to help us, like Gene and so many others do, you can support us over at patreon.com slash devs. Get Discord perks, two-day early access to the podcast, game key giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events, the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on. And at Ubekus at the highest tier, we'll plug you and your project. Uh, like Eric Beer, who you can go to thebotbook.com, the botbook.com to see their work and uh eric's also been in the looking to collab channel connecting with people too so check out eric's work um and thank you for your support eric and if you back us at the credited patron tier or higher we'll put your name at the end 
every week like these lovely folks thank you so much aaron mcleod canuck play david winter david nagy eric beer elizabeth avery hanel gene leggett jeff shepstone jeffrey canham graph metal kai hutchins nicholas azorko nav from the academy of games pixel knots underscore alex wishlist rocket rumble sean hayden and stacy h if you listen on apple podcast drop us a review it's really easy i try to review every podcast i can like jeans grits girl oh man i messed it up grits no 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 i'm gonna do it i have it right now on my phone i have it like yeah I'm jeans just hold on games grit and gratitude um, real talk check, with gene Leggett. yeah real talk with gene Leggett. check that one out and yeah it's super easy just go down put you don't have to put a written review you can just pick a star and uh if you're not an apple podcast please send us your feedback any way you can at canada game devs contact canadagamedevs.com hop in our discord let us know people hop in there and let us know when the volumes aren't right and i always appreciate that <sighs> good week steve good work um thank you people can we, gotta, we should we should set up the the game of the year yes stuff. the polling yeah. I'm thinking, Steve, I'm thinking three categories this year. And we're, we're going to a little peek behind the curtain for the folks listening. I think most anticipated game of 2021. I like it. Best Canadian game of 2020. Like and it. I like some sort of best ongoing game category. Because I think that was what Project, or sorry, um, The Long Dark essentially was last year. It was this continued development of that game's story over time. That would have fit a best ongoing game better. And it could win both too, because that story pack did come out in the year. But I think you know, now that we have games in this country, like Apex, like Dauntless, like The Long Dark, I think a category of, you know, best ongoing Canadian game project. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would be a lot smaller. There's a lot less of those games because obviously it's harder to get a big hit like that. But I think it would be, it would, it would fit that um, thing people like that I think was illustrated with The Long Dark's win last year. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, we can do it. Okay, cool. If you have any suggestions for categories, obviously uh, I wouldn't do more than like five probably, but uh, let us know. Uh, but those will be the three we're working on. I have a giant list on my notes on my desktop of all the games I could think of that we always include at the bottom. Please send your own and I add that in as we go. It's a living list, Steve. And that'll be starting up this week. Maybe I'll do that this afternoon. I hooked up to a new computer, Steve. I'm recording on this nice shiny new Alienware Aurora R11 that I found for a Pain, painfully on the seller's part discount <laughs> on marketplace taking advantage of these facebook people you know what i was honest with them i was like they, they sent me the receipt too and i was like i understand if you can't do this but this is how much i'll pay for this and you know what steve the the everything is worth what the purchase will pay for it that's a common saying and that's what i would pay for it and they agreed so <laughs> i don't looking, feel like i did anything untoward looking online right now playstation 5s on facebook are going for 700 digital, 1100, 1100, 1150, 11.6. Damn. Someone sold, and I don't know if this is true because it's Marketplace, but I was looking like right the week the Series X came out. Someone had scooped up like three Series Xs and was like two left. And I don't know whether they were just saying that, but like I messaged them and I was like, they were asking for 1250 for a Series X, which is essentially double what it is. Mm hmm. And they were like, I got someone interested. And people just say that, too, to, like, get you to, like, buy it right away. And I was like, did you actually sell two today? And they were like, yep, people are people want the new Xbox. And I was like, huh, okay. I don't want it. I just was curious that you'd actually sold two. Yeah. So the, the secondhand, someone who bought a, or like, a scalped PS5, and it hurts me how much they paid for it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw a thing on Reddit where someone agreed to buy, like, a PS5 for 1000 or $1,100 <sighs> or something like that. And then, but they, 
they did all the chatting and then they agreed to like meet up and then when um when it came to like find each other or whatever the dude was like no i'm sitting at home man you're scum wow <laughs> i don't need my wow. I don't need your ps5 <laughs> that's awesome yeah people uh tr- the city of toronto like um like public safety Twitter account was like, we are getting lots of reports of muggings over new game consoles. Please yeah. meet in a public space, bring a friend, meet in a, like a well populated area because the Toronto police were getting a lot of calls about people getting mugged. Like, like someone would set up the meeting and just steal it. <laughs> yeah. If you go to buy something this expensive and there's more of them than mm. you, you should immediately yes. just bounce. Yes. I meet, I, whenever I buy things in Halifax, I meet on Spring Garden in front of the Tims. Like, there is always, like, 30 people on each side of the street going each way. And I'm like, yes, okay. Yeah, I always, I do, like, a Tims. Mm. Tim Hortons. I haven't sold stuff, like, online uh, in a while. Last thing I did was actually was PSVR, and I met, like, in front of my mailboxes. So, which, like, is a pretty heavy traffic area. Be safe out there, everyone. Don't, also, so, don't, buy a, don't, buy a, don't buy from Scalfers. Like, just... It'll only get cheaper. There'll only be more exclusives, and they'll only get smaller with different revisions. I caution everyone against that. Oh, the very second that a a cheaper or not even a cheaper, a smaller PS Five come like is mm-hmm. announced, I'm copying that day one. It's like too I hate big. It's way too big. We bought a new entertainment system. Yeah, you said it wouldn't even fit that the old one you sent me a picture of. It like I had to. I have to like. It fits in. Once it's mm-hmm. in and on the stand, but I can't. Per- so there's like a, a ga- like a thing that comes down mm-hmm. <clears throat> in the front. So I can't with the stand on. I can't put it in. But what I can do is put the thing in without a stand, and then somehow jiggle the stand. Oh, that while it's in the box. It was. That's it's a uh, It's not. I'm. Sh- I'm sure it's not set up correctly <laughs> either, because that stand doesn't like clip on or anything like that. It just sort of. Yeah, it just sits, sits on it. But we we're getting a new thing on Monday. Nice, so. nice. All right, you can find us on Twitter at Canada Game Devs. Find Steve at Stephen L. Crane, Stephen L. Crane 8 on Instagram. Find me at Stephen Riley, but don't bother spelling it. Just look in the Canada Game Devs description on Twitter. We're both linked there. And thank you for listening and bearing with us through that little mid kerfuffle. Happy my building didn't burn down. Oh, I'm happy about that. It would have been a bummer because I just got the new computer. I was just been staring at the flames pouring out the window like, damn it. I <laughs> And then and the new PS5 oh, and a new oh TV. You've gotten a lot of new things. I have like. a I do zip and tenant insurance or whatever. And in the electronic section, I put everything. Oh, good call. A lot of people don't know about tenant insurance, but you should, you should. get it. You as in yes, people. You listen. as in the viewer, listener, viewer on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. I put up the interview there too. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. We'll be back with the big one, one sixty nine next week. Bye. My time is exact. My time is nine seconds. No, point nine seconds behind. Not oh, as bad. Yeah. Today's quote of the day is hope is tomorrow's veneer over today's disappointment. Damn, that's kind of sad. <laughs> like, that's not a very inspiring quote. No, those quotes are awful. Man, now I'm kind of sad. I'm going to try to do the crossword. <laughs>